Hi, and welcome to the Postnatal Trainer Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Mitchell. I specialize in working with pre and postnatal women to make sure they can get the most out of their training and to know that it's okay to take things slow. There is no rush. And to also understand that it's really important to work from the inside out. I hope you enjoy, and here we go. Hi, and welcome to today's episode. Uh, today's episode, I am going to be talking about early stages postpartum. Um, so really after you've had your first checkup, um, that would be six weeks for a vaginal delivery or over 12 weeks for a C-section. And remember, these are guidelines, so everybody's going to be different. But these are those early stages postpartum um, where we really want to be making sure we've got that nice connection with the pelvic floor, core and breath. And in this episode, I just want to go over what you need to be doing here, um, how, the, how these things can be beneficial for your body and to make sure that you're feeling nice and strong in those um, inner core muscles and that pelvic floor to progress onto training after that. So let's get into it. Uh, the first thing we want to talk about is that clearance from your GP. So this is a requirement, um, especially if you're coming to train with myself or a trainer in who is um, certified in pre and postnatal, you really want to make sure that they are asking these questions and making sure you've had that clearance. Um, so like I mentioned, so it's six weeks or thereabouts, or well, six weeks you'll get a checkup uh, for a um, um, vaginal delivery, that's where you can get that clearance to start exercising again. And when I say exercising, I mean um, right at the start, we're going to be taking things slow. <laughs> and then for a C-section, um, it is around 12 weeks where you can get that clearance. Now, remembering with C-section, that is deep abdominal surgery. So this is um, a big recovery time. We want to make sure that your body's feeling okay. And we want to make sure that before, even before that clearance, we're still making sure we're getting that connection to that pelvic floor and that core through um, things like doing like little sort of like Kegel actions and making sure there's that nice little connection to that pelvic floor and just bring that breath awareness there to start that process happening. Um, but remember, C-section, like I mentioned, deep abdominal surgery. We really want to be taking our time here and um, making sure we're doing everything right to make sure we're nice and um, strong through that foundation. So that is really a general rule for your checkups and um, really when you think about it six weeks and 12 weeks is is not that long right your body's gone through a big process a big change um, through that pregnancy through labor through all of that and to say six weeks on the other side it's okay to go and exercise uh, there's there's a few questions there. <laughs> um, firstly, what are you thinking about doing? And um, are you feeling confident in your pelvic floor and core that you can return to exercise safely? So what I would be doing in these early stages, as well as looking at seeing your GP, uh, I would also be looking at finding a local women's health physio in your area. Women's health physios um, are amazing. They're going to give you a really great rundown of your body. Uh, this is what they're trained in. This is what they specialize in. And 
Uh, honestly, I, I, I work closely with women's health physios. I've been to one myself and I'll continue to go to one for checkups to make sure that everything's working and functioning properly. Um, and they give you a really good guide as to where your body is at and what needs to be done to return to exercise safely. So I work alongside women's health physios to make sure you're getting the most out of your training. And if your trainer is qualified in pre and postnatal, they should be doing that as well and asking those questions about have you seen a women's health physio and have you had clearance to start exercising again? Um, and that is, I just want to touch on that quickly as well. I, that was something for myself when I returned to exercise both times, but particularly on that second time after my second bub, I returned to exercise and I really did, did, I did what I'm saying for you not to do. I returned to exercise um, and I probably went to a higher intensity than I should be doing, thinking that I was fit, I'm healthy, I'll be fine. Um, but I suppose the ego got the better of me there and I did jump into exercise too fast. Um, and that's how I did develop that heaviness in my pelvic floor. And, um, when I went to see my women's health physio, I did find out that I had a grade one uterine prolapse. So I worked really closely with her to make sure I went back to basics. Uh, I took away you know, my weights. I took away, um, certain squats. I really made sure that I was focusing on that pelvic floor and core connection. Um, and I did the exercises that she provided with me to make sure I was getting the most out of that so I could feel strong again. And it's just something that will stay with me forever now and know that I'll continue to get those checkups and continue to work with a women's health physio to get the most out of uh, my training and to understand my body even more. So things that, so contraindications that we could be looking at in those early postpartum stages some of the um, more known ones you're looking at your diastasis recti so that's the separation of your linear alba so that midline section of your abdominals which is most women will experience throughout pregnancy um, for some women it will um, perhaps be a little bit a bit wider some women it will just sort of um, naturally sort of close up after birth but what we want to make sure is that these days it's not it used to be about closing closing the gap they sort of would say so making that gap that line in between the abdominals closer together but now we know through research and um, through education through training that what we need to be doing is strengthening those inner abdominal muscles um, and making sure that they're nice and strong um, the gap in turn may close a little bit, but we really want to make sure we're working with those intra-abdominal muscles so we're feeling nice and supportive through that core and pelvic floor. So that could be um, quite that's a quite a common com common contraindication. Um, it can be worked with, it can be managed. Um, you just want to be making sure you're doing everything right to support it. Um, and then also looking at incontinence as well. So one in three women will experience incontinence and it's even throughout pregnancy, if you experience any type of incontinence, it's it's not okay. Uh, yes, it's common, but you still want to be getting that checked. Um, I would be definitely. And then also postpartum, any type of leaking when, say, if you're returning to exercise and you've gone for an interval run or you've, um, you're doing like an F45 style workout and you're experiencing any type of leaking, 
it's really important to get that checked. So again, it's common, but it's not normal. We want to get on top of these things now and make sure that then throughout our life, we're going to be nice and supported and um, know how to work with our body and to treat these things. And then the next one, it's quite common also is prolapse. So one in two women, so 50% of women postpartum will experience some type of prolapse. Um, that is when, so like there's internal organs that your pelvic floor is supporting. Those internal organs can start coming down into that pelvic floor. So for me, it was uterine, so uterus prolapse. Um, and so that's what I have to manage. And with the right help, it feels, it feels great now. I know what to do. I know how to manage it. And I know on those days where perhaps I need to rest more or I need to ease back on my training, um, then I know what to do there and know how to care for it and make sure that it's, it's, it's okay. So there are a couple of common contraindications that could be happening postpartum. And that's why it's really important to seek that advice from a women's health physio and make sure that you're training with a pre and postnatal certified trainer. If possible, try and find one in your local area. Um, they could be at your gym. Um, a lot of people are getting that certification now because they're understanding the importance of taking things slow and knowing that we can't be doing what we think we can be doing uh, postpartum in that postpartum stage. Um, and then I suppose what the other thing you want to be looking for is that when you're returning that you've got options for modifications. So if you trained throughout your pregnancy, you would notice, I say this to my clients as well. So throughout pregnancy, we regress our training. So we're going to lose say move from a dumbbell squat to a body weight squat. So we're going to regress in pregnancy as that body is changing and growing. And then when we come out of that postnatal in that uh, pregnancy, in that postpartum stage, this is where we look at progression. So with a uh, postpartum client, for example, I would start with um, floor-based work to make sure that we're nice and relaxed through the body. Um, and we really want to make sure that there's that that connection of that pelvic floor and core. You'll, you'll hear me talking about this a lot because it is so important. And once you have that connection and once you uh, can understand the importance of that, it's one of those things that subconsciously you'll just be doing in your training as you continue to progress. It takes time, uh, but it's so beneficial and so worth it. So in those early stages postpartum, I would get clients to be focusing on we would look at the types of Kegels as well. I mean, we know now also that it's more than just Kegels. We're, we're, we're not just sitting down all day or lying down all day. So we want our pelvic floor to function with our daily lifestyles. So that's really important. But to begin with, we want to be looking at that engagement. And a Kegel is a great way to get that engagement, whether it's uh, the slow twitch or the fast twitch. Uh, so um, there's that two types of Kegels that we'd be working with. And they would be... Um, performing on the ground if that feels comfortable for the client and then that way you can kind of relax through the body you're lying down nice and relaxed through the arms nice and relaxed through the legs you can have your feet feet up knees bent and we just be looking at that kegel action to begin with and then so this is where we look at that progression on from the kegel so we look at adding movement this can be done lying down as well. It could be done seated at this stage. Um, it's quite nice to be lying down as well. Just take a little rest. 
So I would be looking at incorporating either a alternating heel slide here. So to get that movement working with that breath, that breath and core and pelvic floor connection and begin to understand how this is going to function when we come to standing and then eventually when we start adding weight into our training. So after, you could add, yeah, like I mentioned, the heel slide, uh, alternating heel slide, and also another great one here is working that inner thigh. So the adductors connected to the pelvic floor. So an example of this would be perhaps um, using using a block like a yoga block or a Pilates block in between your knees as you exhale you're squeezing that block together so adding that slight movement but you're also getting that breath and pelvic floor and core connection so we're really making sure that we're honing in on how that feels and building that really really nice um, <clears throat> nice quality foundation and working from the inside out <clears throat> sorry excuse me um, when I work with clients, I use through my studies, I've learned a specific breathing technique that uses different elements of uh, activation and visualization. So I give clients different cues of when to activate uh, throughout the body and uh, simple say, if you're listening and if you're not, um, you're at home and you're listening somewhere where you're licensed, like seated, you're not driving. Um, you could try different cues like for activation of pressing your palms together in front of your chest. That will give you that little connection to that pelvic floor. And this is where I love it. It's, everything's connected. Everything is working together. And by pressing your palms together, your hands, that is going to engage through your pelvic floor. Um, another one would be pressing down through your feet and Again, that can add that element of pelvic floor, <clears throat> sorry, pelvic floor connection there as well. So little tips like that through activation is how we're, again, we're adding another layer into making sure that we're feeling nice and connected through that pelvic floor and core. And then we look at adding in another layer of visualization. So you can start to see how really, we're really working from the inside out. We're really taking our time it would be perhaps different to if you just returned to the gym and went straight back to what you were doing beforehand without having this pelvic floor core awareness. And it's so important. It's so crucial in these early stages to be looking at that and to um, allow your body to just take things slow. So um, yeah, so looking at different elements, layering on the activation visualizations, and then look at how, Eventually we're going to be coming to, I'd be bringing the client to standing and then we'd play around with where they would feel the most connected. They still might want to be lying down. They still could be, um, they could be coming to a seated position now, or they might feel okay, st be okay standing because they're already feeling they've got a really good awareness of that pelvic floor. So uh, you could be still lying down, like I mentioned, or coming to standing. And then we'd start to add more of a movement. So I would add a, um, a band pull, um, pulling that band apart with your arms on that exhale, making sure that breath, the pelvic floor and core are all coming together. So little ways of seeing how coming, coming from the floor to standing, and there's a few steps there. It's not just coming straight to standing. We really want to make sure we're taking our time and you know how it feels in that movement to feel um, nice and supported. So 
coming to standing, like I mentioned with the band pool, you could come to a seat, even just be seated and still use that band pool. You're still going to have that pelvic floor connection. Um, and you've still got that action of using it in like in a functional way. There's going to be that nice deep core um, work there as well with that band pull. So that would just be another option to start to progress you back to your training. In, in terms of how long this can take, um, look, this could be a six-week process for some clients and that's okay. That this could be... Uh, I mean, it, it depends on the client and where they are. If they were working with a pelvic floor, um, like a physio throughout their pregnancy, um, depending on what sort of knowledge they had about their body and that feeling of connection, um, it, it just depends on the client and the individual. But if it took, like, you know, six, six weeks and onwards, like to bring a client back up to that standing and remember, this is the early stages postpartum. So we really want to, this is a nice place to be at to make sure that we've got that pelvic floor awareness and that we've got that nice, nice connection as well. Um, hopefully that gives you a, a nice little idea of how we can start moving back to training in those early stages, because although Although this sounds like a lot of work and perhaps something that um, that you think, oh, maybe I, I won't need to do that, it is going to be so beneficial for you because think of the long game. Do you want to get back to your weight training, your strength training? Do you want to get back to CrossFit? Do you want to get back to running? All of these things need to have this base and this foundation of pelvic floor awareness because once you have this your connection to your body is going to be so, um, so much greater than without it. Um, I know it's helped me so much in my training. I know it's helped me so much just in my everyday life because I know in certain movements to like day to day, I know now when to engage through my pelvic floor a little bit more. Um, what if it's been a big day, I've been on my feet for a long time. I know what I need to do is lie down and prop my hips up, you know, and just have that nice restorative pose. So once you've got these little things in place, you know, it's not, it's not to deter you from getting back to where you were. It's to help you to get back to where you were safely. And that's the goal. We want to do it safely. We want to um, understand that it's okay to take things slow, that there is no rush. And once you learn it, you can't unlearn it. You know, it's always going to be there. It's going to be beneficial. Um, it's never too late. So if you're listening to this and, you know, remember postnatal is forever. Once you've had a baby, that you're postnatal for the rest of your life then. So if you're listening and you're not in the early stages, you're a little further along and you think, oh, maybe I should be thinking about thinking about my pelvic floor a bit more in my training then you can still follow these things. You can still see women's health physio. You can still make sure that you're perhaps taking that time to have that pelvic floor connection and um, the importance of making sure you feel nice and strong in that foundation and can set you up to train um, to, to, for your training to whatever you're doing right now. So I know for myself, when I did go and see the, the physio and I had to sort of take a step back from my training at first I was pretty I was pretty upset I'll be honest um, because I missed I missed having that training in my life and I missed um, um, 
the way that training made me feel and the movement and all of those things. But I understood also the importance of knowing my body and not pushing it too far. So I really went back to basics after. And I was trying to think of how old my little one was. He was probably nine months, ten months. So it wasn't in the early stage. I mean, obviously still in that first year, but it wasn't, you know, in that first two months after having him. Um, it was about ten months down the track that I noticed that something didn't feel quite right. Um, so I, I could still then know and see the benefits of going and making sure I've got the right help and the right support. And I stepped back in my training and I did the work. I, you know, it was about, I think it was about three months for me of stepping back and then progressing back to adding weight, um, to adding more of a wide leg squat, to um, changing my program to progress and to make sure I felt really um, comfortable. I went from, you know, Kegels probably twice a day to now I do Kegels every now and then. So they're not in my daily, they're not in my daily routine every day, but they're there for as a tool and to support me. So it's little things like that that I've learned along the way um, that have helped me so much throughout my training. And I can see how beneficial that they've been. So I think I think that is sort of what I really wanted to talk about today is um, just to ha start having that conversation around knowing that it's okay to take things slow. Um, I know that we live in a society where it's so, lots of social media, um, whether, like I've mentioned before, whether it's an internal or an external driver that's making you feel like you should be like pushing yourself more or, you know, bouncing back, which I hate that term, <laughs> you know, like it's, <clears throat> it's the, it's the terminology we want to change. It's the mindset we want to change. Um, and I my mission is to help moms and moms to be know that, it's okay to take things slow. Let's understand our bodies more. Let's work with our bodies more. Let's get connected, but then also set you up for where you want to be long-term to know that you can get back to where you were training. Like I mentioned, whether you're doing strength training or CrossFit or running, that you're going to have such a better foundation and so much more support through your body and feel so much stronger knowing how to care for it for them from the inside out. Um, so that's my mission. Um, and that is why I, um, have decided to sort of start this podcast and make sure that, um, I can get that message out as much as I possibly can to, to all the mums and mums to be out there. Uh, I've been through it. So I know, I know the challenges of it and I know that on the other side, you feel so good for it. Um, I know with my clients as well that they appreciate just understanding their bodies more and um, knowing like, you know, and just having that permission to just relax a little bit and take the pressure off and things like that. So, yeah, I hope um, I hope that has helped wherever you're listening. And I think that is it for today. Um, yeah, just talking about that early stages of postpartum how to return to exercise and the things you should be looking for in your local area, in your trainer, um, where to start and a bit of an idea of how long that process could take um, and just the importance of, of, yeah, taking things slow. So thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you soon. That wraps up another episode of the Postnatal Trainer Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. 
If you've enjoyed the episode, you can always leave a review on Apple or Spotify, which would be much appreciated. And you can also follow along on Instagram at lisamitchellhwf. And to see what I offer, you can head over to my website, which is lisamitchelltraining.com. Again, thanks so much for listening. Catch you next time.